to win in style We've done it for a while It's better to aim very high Then our football story will echo with glory Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 5, Episode 21. I'm ASD and I'm very happy to have uh, in the room with me today, Jack I'm Latchford. Jack. Jack Latchford. But the treat today, the absolute treat today... Uh, coming we've in already covered that, surely. Well, yeah, we've, yeah. I mean, half the treat is Jack's here. The other treat, Mr Latchford's turned up. How are you? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. Uh, the last time I saw you, we were, well, coming, uh, coming home from a, a relatively disappointing West Brom A very game. disappointing West Brom game. Um... But we were just talking just before we started recording. How many grounds have you been to following Spurs? Uh, currently 54 of the uh, 92 grounds. Um, and which is your least favourite of the, the 54 that you've been to? Probably trip would be uh, Port Vale. Port Vale, why? Because we lost in the cup there about 15 years ago, 2 1, under yeah. Terry Venables, and it was pretty dire. Yeah. <laughs> um, probably. Um, Ground-wise, you, you've got to look at little grounds like Hartlepool, where they've only got three stands and a brick wall and then the North Sea. So that can be... A little bit nippy. A bit nippy, mm. yeah. So I've got uh, a shock FA Cup win for Port Vale on the 30th of the 1st, 1988. Does that sound That's well, the one. It's either that one or the 29th of the 1st, 1955. Parks, Hewton, Thomas, Ruddock, Fairclough, Mabbott, Paul Allen, Clive Allen, Waddle, Fenwick... Benick, Moran, is that right? Is yeah. that about right? 2 0 at half time, I think, and then we got a goal back in the second half. Doesn't give me any detail about that. 20,000 people there. Yeah, I was, uh, had Mrs. Latchard in tow that yeah. day as well um, with us, and it was, um, yeah, not, not a great day. Not a great day at all. So, where, where have you been recently? You've done West Brom with all of us. Been to West Brom, it's a bit pricey nowadays. It is nowadays. Yeah, you're right. A bit pricey. We've been trying to um, do grounds that we haven't been to or I've been to about 11 grounds where they've like rebuilt grounds. Yeah. So um, we went down to Southampton a couple of years ago when we won 3 2. That was yeah. a good day. And that was another ground that I've been to. And I still haven't been to the Emirates yet. Why not? Because I refuse to pay the £65 <laughs> to go there. Yeah. So um, I think it's, I just think it's outrageous. I've, outrageous. Yeah, it's horrendous. I mean, it's, 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 it's comfy, but I mean, what's your, what's your limit for a football game? Is it, is it, I mean, because it's expensive hobby now. It is. I think. Um, I think for an away game, I think forty pound. Yeah. Is, maximum is for an away ma- game. Is maximum for the away game. Because I, I think. How about Barcelona away Barcelona Champions away. League semi final? Give more than forty quid for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's Put another two zeros on the end. Yeah. <laughs> we can all dream. So, what grounds are left on the list that you want to go to? Um, Apart from the Emirates. In in the Premier League, I haven't been to Newcastle. All right. Um, and I haven't done um, the Etihad. All right, yeah. But I did go to Main Road when that was there. Okay. Fantastic old ground. Yeah. Um, not harbouring any, you know, at some point I would like to go to the Emirates. You know, mm. if I could guarantee a win, then I would go. I'd go yeah. and pay the £65. Yeah. It's a bit few and far between mm. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, great. Uh, so we've re- you've already done an intro. This is your second second round. So we don't really need to do a, a, a your favourite player, your favourite goal, and all that. But what we did do is um, every now and then we'll text. I'll t- well, I'll text Jack, and then I'll get the answer for, to the question via Jack for you, whatever you've done. And so the, the question I gave Jack the other day was, what's the best team that you've seen? What's the best first eleven of players that you've seen live? Um, I text mine. So my, the best eleven of players that I've seen live: Larice. 
Nesta, King, Puyol, Xavi, Iniesta, Giggs, Modric, Bale, Drogba and Neymar. Decent. Decent team. Decent, decent now, team. Um, it, it's not that decent because everyone else I spoke to seems to have blown out of the water. Now yours, Jack, So is mine better. is, so I've, got, I've gone with a 4-2-3-1 formation, so I've gone... No need to, no, just complicate it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't want to be a rookie and play three at the back. <laughs> I've gone Peter Schmeichel in goal, the defence of Neville, King, Vidic and Ashley Cole. Um, the two central midfielders, Paul Scholes and Roy Keane. And then a trio of Ronaldo, Suarez and Henri behind Shearer. Interesting. Which is a uh, score quite a few goals, I think, that team. Yeah, decent. Especially against the back three. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, so, that's great. Ours are pretty good, but Mr. Latchford, yours uh, smashed ours out of the water. So, can you give us in detail why each player? Because you've seen a lot of goalkeepers, for example. Who have you chosen at the back? Yeah, I've, I've got a bit of advantage over the rest of you, though, because I've got 20 years on you, <laughs> yeah. on, on you all. So, you know, that is a... Um, I've got got in goal. Gone for Pete Shilton in goal. Interesting. Um, just because I, I, I don't know. I, ju- I just think he was an all-round goalkeeper. Um, there's been lots of very competent goalkeepers. Ray Clements being one, and and to play 125 times for your country. And when you think Ray Clements was around at the time, could have been about 170, 180 times for England. Yeah. And that's unbelievable, really, when you think about it. Decent, absolutely yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So the the back. The back three I've gone for um, is Ramos, yeah. Sergio Ramos. Really, out of everyone? Yeah, I just think is I still think is just a very good defender. I've kind of gone for three central defenders. Yeah, was, um, was that in the Tottenham Real Madrid game? So I yeah, that's when yeah. I saw him. Yeah, um, Bobby Moore. Yeah, who was a wonderful player, and obviously going back to the uh, going back to the early seventies, um, yeah. I was lucky enough to see him to I mean, see him Bobby play. Moore, yeah. To see him play. Going to make a change because I originally put down Beckenbauer, but I've gone back and I've, I'm not 100% sure if I saw him. I thought I did in the 70s, but I'm not sure. So I'm going to go with, as we call him, Mophead right. of uh, Barcelona. I'm going to go with Pio as well. Um, Good. There. Um, I've got, um, th- there's no defence in this team at all. But that, that is it. <laughs> you know, we've just, we've just gone for a bit of fun and yeah. all that attack. So we're going for a, um, a midfield. We, we've got um, George Best on the right. Um, lucky enough to see him play. Wonderful player. I think if he'd have been around in this era, he you know, would have been top-notch. He would have been out playing for Madrid or yeah, Barcelona. Yeah. That good. And his health and his, the way he looked after his body would probably have been better as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I mean... There's great stories about George Best that are well, well, well known. Um, but he was a wonderful footballer. Oh, yeah. Wonderful footballer. Oh, yeah. Um, in central midfield, I'm going to be really, really biased and go for Hoddle and Gazza yeah. in midfield because they're um, two of my favourite all-time Spurs players, entertainers, that's what it's about. Um, Which one, if you had to choose one? It's always going to be Glenn yeah. for me. Yeah. It's just the passing and that. Different players, Gazza was more box-to-box. He'd been great in the current Spurs team. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, with Glenn, different type of era. But still, best passer of the ball I've ever seen. Uh, without a doubt, still is. Yeah. Um, look up the pass to Garth Crooks in the semi-final, the 81 semi-final, um, the replay at Highbury, you know, just outside of the foot, yeah. right between two defenders. Oh. Just, just class. Like John Joe Shelby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake Livermore. Um, 
Left, left mid, I'm going for Ronaldo because, again... Just, Real Ronaldo or modern Ronaldo? Modern one. Right, the yeah. modern one. Um, he's just a wonderful player. You know, we've, we've been lucky enough to see him play a few times when he was at United and once with Madrid. Fantastic player. You know, no doubt about it. You can't say much, can you? It's no, and then I'm me kind of like my front, front three. I'm going for Bale just sitting a bit deeper yeah, because I still that. think... Again, a bit of Tottenham biased, yeah. which you have to have. Wonderful player, um, you know. Wish he was still with us. We'd be doing, we'd be winning the league. I think with him and oh, with him and Luca this year. I'm st- oh, convinced yeah. of that. And then uh, up front, I've got um, Maradona and Cruyff. Okay, yeah. who, who, <laughs> who I was lucky enough to see both play live. Um, Maradona in the Aussie testimonial yeah. game. Yeah, uh, great night. And Cruyff, I saw play when he played for Feyenoord against Tottenham in '84. Yeah, in the famous game when he supposedly was marking Hoddle in the first half, and we were winning four 0 at half time. Yeah. And then they pushed Cruyff up. Cruyff did score in that game. Got lovely goal. Dropped his shoulder and just put it in the corner. Yeah. So yeah, been lucky enough. To, and there's so many other great players you see. Is it who narrowly missed out? Like Soldado, or <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, Gary Doherty, yeah, yeah. Now, if you think of Tottenham, you've you've got like Klinsman, you know, is is mm. just was a real class player. But how do you feel because the Klinsman thing? How do you feel about because he came for a year, then left? He used us as a stepping stone almost twice. Is there is there any negativity there, or is it just? It was naivety, I think, in the contract that Alan Sugar gave him. Yeah. Because he had the the opt out after one year. Yeah. And you know, basically, you know, rumor has it they they met on a boat in Monaco just by chance, and um, he rung Jerry Francis and said, "I've got this guy Klinsman who wants yeah. to sign for us. Is he any good?" You know, I mean. Brilliant. Um, it's but one of them no, things that if you if you could have a world class player, but you're only going to have him for a year, you'd still have him for the year. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, even when he came back for the six months to get fit for the 98 World Cup, yeah. and he got the four goals in that game at Wimbledon, and he was at that game. Yeah. And, and, you know, and he, he still had it. You know, he used us to get fit. He wasn't quite the same player, but wonderful player. Just wow. wonderful player. So let's talk. We've got two games to talk about. We've got Leicester, and then we've got Sunderland. Did you see or go to either of those? I watched the Leicester game, and I was at the Sunderland game. I was at the Sunderland game. Uh, yeah, so, so let's talk about Leicester. I I was at the Leicester game. We bath- I thought we were so much better than them. I think we played better than that game than we did in the Sunderland game. It just didn't happen for us. And I, I the, the defensive mind fart that happened. I don't know what what was going on with between Toby and. It was frustrating. Duff. It's always frustrating to lose a game with a set piece as well. Like if they mm. sort of opened us up and scored a brilliant goal, and you can sort of say. Fair enough, they scored a great goal, but it's one of them games where every team has them where you just batter the opposition and someone end up losing it. It happens to everyone. We'll, it'll, be, it'll happen on the flip side, we'll get battered in the game and, and nick it at some point this season, it happens. Um, but you think you've got to get a nil-nil at least out of that, you've yeah. got to just take the nil-nil. Like we did in certain games at the start of the season with Liverpool and Everton where it wasn't quite happening so we just sort of said, right, we won't get beat today. Yeah, should probably have done that but I mean yeah we played them off the park for 89 minutes and they had one one set piece and they've taken it Yeah, fair play to them but it's frustrating, frustrating I think that was a dis- I mean I went I was lucky now I was at both games yeah. um, and I think it was um, very disappointing the Leicester game 
um, yeah. just because of the nature of the goal. And we did play very well. We did play really well, but we just didn't take the chances, you know. Um, you know, had we beaten them, we'd be above them now. Yeah. I still think we can finish above them. I still think we can, Definitely. you know. Still think I we think can. as well with that game, we talk about this a lot in the big matches. Mares and Vardy were nowhere. And that's again credit to our defence and our midfield stopping yeah. opposition key players. And we played them in the cup as well, and it was Kante, I think, who got subbed at half time. Um, so, yeah, we've done it in a lot of the big games this year, to be honest, where we've just shut out their key players. Remember Lukaku in the Everton game? We always Ozil do. in the Arsenal game. There were so many games where we've just stopped their key players, and that's a so credit to our defence. They, they had nothing. Okazaki, or, or is it that's name? He, he was okay. I mean, yeah. He changed the game. But Average player at best, didn't he? Exactly. Yeah. And it, it just it, it felt like a game where like we used to play Stoke and have this sort of game where they they would put ten men behind the ball at all times and then just run up the other end and score. I remember that. It was the game after the which game did Peter Crouch get sent off in? Real Madrid, Real Madrid away, and then the game after we played Stoke, and I think it was. 3-2 at half time do you remember is it Etherington scored and then Kevin Jones yeah. and Crouch scored two and like it was just madness and they were just going up one end and then suddenly they opened up and scored but we just I swear one one goal and we would have opened them up and I think we would have smashed them it was just so frustrating they, they didn't do anything they didn't try anything and it was it was it was the first game I've been angry at that we lost. Like Newcastle was just 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 loads of errors, but this one I was quite angry because we shouldn't, we didn't deserve to lose. I don't like that we didn't deserve or we didn't deserve to win or lose because like if you score more than the other person, you deserve to win. But we did not deserve to lose that game at all. I agree with that. I come away really disappointed. And I got home and Jack yeah. said, "Do you want to watch match of the day?" I went, "No." Nope. <laughs> and upstairs, <laughs> upstairs, that was, that was it. <laughs> he said to his brother, "Do you want to watch match of the day?" He said, "No." Nope. <laughs> so that that was it. You know, yeah, it's disappointing. I think you just said about the Newcastle match. We didn't deserve anything out of that game. So you come home and you look forward to the next game. It, I think it was because it was a six pointer, so to speak. It was a bit disappointing to lose. Do you think that? Pochettino's thing is all about kids. He's come out today saying he's not going to sign a striker just for the sake of it. He's going to promote it from within, which is great. There's also rumours that we might get Soldado on loan. I'm not sure if you've seen those, but <laughs> that's mental. Um, I just I, obviously it's really nice that he's a nice guy in that, but he was he was useless for us at, most of the time. The fact that he goes after the, the kids and he, he looks after the kids. For example, Tom Carroll for me shouldn't have started that game. I just I don't get the Tom Carroll thing. If Dembele had started, he would have done what he did on on Saturday. What's the future got for Tom Carroll? He's the same age as Ericsson, as to give you a, a perspective. I like Tom Carroll. I mean, this is really his first proper season with us. Yeah. I, know, I know he's 23, but he's had a lot of years out on loan and he's not really ever got a run of games for same us. Same with Mason, like last year. Exactly. And like, I think, don't get me wrong, if everybody's fit, he's not starting. But I think he's got a different dimension that a lot of our midfielders don't have, which is receiving the ball, keeping possession. I know he gets criticised a lot for being sideways, but I think in certain games, keeping the ball is quite important. Like, I'm all for you've got to play forward, but in certain games, you've got to keep the ball first and foremost. If you've got the ball, the opposition can't score. And I think he's one of our best passers before, especially in tight areas. I think, if, I think so. I think so. The only thing with him is a bit flimsy. Like He can get bullied and kicked out of a game. Always has been. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but there have been games, I think. I think the Watford game was his best game where he has actually dictated the whole pace of the game which I think is a, a difficult skill to have yeah do you think do you think that we're trying so for me if everyone's fit it's 
assuming Dyer keeps his place, like forget Dyer, the other half to that is f- first Dembele, and then it, it goes back into. I would even put Ali, Deli Ali there. Um, so Dembele, Deli Ali, Bentaleb, Mason, and then Carroll. Am I wrong? Do you think? No, I think that's that's probably fair. But I think um, home games, especially, I'd sooner see Tom Carroll on the pitch than possibly Mason or Bentaleb because yeah. of you know the offensive play. Mm. Um, he does try the the over the top pass sometimes, and a lot of people have a go at him. But he when you sit and watch from a distance you think well no he's trying to find a certain player when mm-hmm. you watch him on TV you, and you think he's just giving the ball away all the time because yeah. you're not seeing the wider picture yeah. um, I think what Jack said's quite right it's his strength and how you know he, he still looks like 15 when he comes out to yeah, play yeah. That, that, that's the problem I think a lot of it with him as well because like I don't mm-hmm. think he's got a much similar build to what Mason's got neither of them are big imposing guys they're both quite small but I think a lot of it's aggression uh, yeah. which, which he, he doesn't have that I mean he's a he's a non-contact footballer really Carol is Mason likes to tackle yeah, but yeah. going back to what you're saying about the order I think he's above Mason and Ben on that old role right now right yeah, now but if um, everyone's fit if everyone's fit and everyone's on form potentially not but Ben and Mason have been in and out they've not been brilliant this season so I think he's deserved his, his space and I think when he's been given starts I think he's done quite well It's good at Watford when he started and he was great against Monaco he was good against Monaco but M- Monaco were awful um, but okay um, I mean should we do we need the plan B for when Harry Kane's not scoring against someone so defensive how do we unlock that like City used David Silva Arsenal have got obviously Ozil Ericsson isn't quite doing it as much as we thought we'd do it how do we unlock how does that happen for us? Because like, it's sort of we created a few chances. Like Kane's got this amazing way of getting the ball out from his feet and shooting really quickly into a corner, really accurately. When that doesn't happen, we're finding it really difficult, especially with corners. Did we have something like sixteen corners and we didn't convert? I don't, where where does that come from? It's difficult. I mean, I think the thing that we've lacked all season has been pace all over the pitch when we're going forward I mean we've got Walker and Rose on the break which is great but I mean they're full backs yeah. when really we need to stretch teams and down the years we've had Lennon we did have Townsend for a bit under AVB as well Bale where we had that sheer pace which would frighten teams we don't have that as much we, we lose that dimension of being able to put the ball in behind and having a winger run onto it and if we could get someone in like Berahino not necessarily him but someone of that kind of mould like a Defoe-ish kind of player who plays on the shoulder, mm. stretches teams a bit more. That will give us another dimension. But, I mean, if we can't get that, I don't think we're a million miles away where we are at the moment anyway. I think there's quite a few of our players that are not in the best form at the moment. Although Ericsson scored two against Sunderland, I didn't, I st- I'm still not 100% convinced that he's back to his best yet. Chadley's been a bit in and Chadley's out of the team. Yeah. And Lamena as well, I think. He, he was great for about four or five games, but I think the last few matches he's, oh, really? he's slightly slightly dropped off a little I'm, bit. I'm on the Lamella train at the moment. I think it's been for me. It's really interesting because I, 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 I don't know whether I'm, I've just got this horrible belief. Because in the same way, if Modric had a bad game, I wouldn't see it. I'd just see a mm. good game. So I, I just had this weird... I just I loved him and I just thought he was brilliant. In the same way, I really, really like Ericsson. I just think he's, he's doing so much... Like Leicester, we fell apart when he came off. When they, who, who did he bring on for him? Son was it Son for Ericsson? And suddenly they they played fifteen yards further up the field because there was no one owning the space. The example I always use is is if you go back to the West Ham game where Walker scored. If you you know the the where he scored with the outside the right mm. foot from the edge of the box. 
the only reason he's got the space and he's not being man-marked is because the defender is back and to the right because Ericsson's made the diagonal rule off a run off the ball to drag the defender out which means um, Walker's got the space to A run into and B to stand and to shoot without Ericsson's movement we he creates a lot of space for other people because he's the brightest player so he's a really difficult one it's like in a way Van der Vaart like he did he, you could, he, he would do nothing and then do something you know you have to have him on the pitch because actually it's he's the potential yeah, exactly. I can't take Corners though, can he? He can't beat the well, first man. Just going back to what you were saying about Modric there, we were having a discussion about him the other day. I, you, you know my feelings on and it, the and greatest it was, players ever played. If, if he if he come <laughs> back now, where would he where would he play? Uh, next to Dyer. So you you just remove Dembele every day of the week. Interesting. No, disagree. Interesting. Modric's Modric is class, but. The fact that yeah. I had to sort of think about it made me think that's how far Dembele's come but over the last I'm, sort of six I'm with, months. I'm with you on it. Oh, yeah. I'm with you on it, definitely. I think, he, I think he's a wonderful player for me. Really was an absolute fantastic player. Yeah. And he's proven that in Madrid, got in the FIFA team of the year. Yeah. Uh, I know it's all a bit farcical, all of that, but you know, he still did. Um, I've, you, would, you would find room for him. It would, anyway. it would probably be at the expense of Ericsson for me at the moment. Yeah, you know? I mean, I would do it at the expense of Deli Ali and put Dembele up there. I would, Dembele, let's talk about Dembele. I mean, you're right about Modric, he's a glorious player. Deli Ali, uh, not Deli Ali, Dembele is so good at the moment. We've never seen this because people always say, you know, he started off really well for us. He scored against Swin Norwich. Norwich. Well, I think it's Swindon. Um, he scored against Norwich in his first game. And then he, he just sort of did his job. He just did what he did. But now he seems to have become literally twice the player. He's, and he's brilliant. That, let's talk about Sunderland then while we're here. That goal he scored is exactly what we want from him. Like beating a man in really confined space with a really accurate shot. Do you remember Bale's goal at home? I think it was against Sunderland. where Last game of the season yeah. where the guy came out. like he, The guy was trying to force him onto his right foot. In top corner. In left top foot. corner, left foot. And we thought we were, we'd made fourth. And they interviewed the defender afterwards and he, they said, like, why didn't you send him onto his right? And he just said, I couldn't. Like, whatever I did, he was practically standing to his side yeah. and he just said, I couldn't, he was too quick. Dembele's got that about him. I thought we were really good against Sunderland. And then it was amazing. As soon as they scored, they thought, oh, no, it's going to happen. You know, you got that feeling like they're going to hold out now. It's, it's, it's a big sound team. But what I loved was that instant. You know, you, as soon as we kicked off, you saw Dyer turn to pass backwards and he went, no. And he just ran yeah. forward. It's brilliant. To, so, should we? Do we start in second gear? Did, did we start in second gear? Did we expect to beat Sunderland? Because we've got a bit of a history of that. Like, it's just expecting to win. So, mm. do, do we start in second gear, or was it just Ronaldo's really good? They had two opportunities. They scored one, and actually, we then just made sure we were going to win it. I, I think I, I could have played in goal for Tottenham at the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Apart from what uh, he made one good save. Yes, he did. Uh, down to the left in the first oh, half I remember in front of it was down yeah, our end I yeah. think which was a good save but one we're expecting to make yeah. good movement of the feet again to get the reach that's what it's all about um, but they didn't do anything going forward Sunderland I think on match of the day they said that um, I forget who it was but he said oh we fought 4-1 flat at Spurs well yeah, it was brilliant. it was certainly three there was certainly a three goal game I would like to have been in the Sunderland dressing room at half time after them giving away that goal what Allardyce had to say about that that, that would have been you great you see him on the touch he was absolutely <laughs> furious <laughs> yeah. but going back to Dembele um, I was reading an article about him coming up actually on, on, on the tube and they were saying about how he's lost a bit of weight 
and yeah. it just looks that little bit fitter. And they're saying the same about Dyer compared time. with last year. Yeah. Just lost a little bit of what nothing too much, but probably dropped a stone, stone and a half. And that's just mean that he's just that little bit quicker yeah. and he's still got his strength. But yeah, we've waited three years to see him play like this and it's it has been worth the wait now. I agree, he's 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 we always say you will never see a player who dribbles like him. I've never seen anyone in the same way you never see anyone who passes like Hoddle mm. or dribbles like Gaza. I don't think we'll ever see anyone who dribbles in quite the same way as Dembele. And he changes the game as well. It's really nice to see him own own a position in the same way. Carroll sort Carroll sorts of he does a good job. You know how they say keep Simon Mignolet. He's a good shot stopper, but every keeper in the league should be a good shot yeah, stopper. Yes, should. You know, Tom Carroll's a good passer, but. Dembele is a good passer and he's amazing at driving a ball forward. I, I would take him. I would like Jack. He, he's always compared to Jack Wilshere. How they they play that 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 mm. in, the, in the same area and they're always driving forward. But I take him. Um, Ericsson. Are we going to talk Ericsson? Sort of lucky goals. It just we felt like we got all the bounces. Yes and no. I mean, how Catamol didn't clear it off it's the amazing, line. I mean, God only knows. But you can say he had a bit of luck on both goals. But he's in the position. He's having a shot. Yeah. I mean, the the second one that he scored was some of the worst defending I think you'll ever see. <laughs> that centre off came on. They really fired at the back. Shocker, didn't Talk about a sub that changes a game. I mean, that definitely did. Yeah. Um, under eleven defending. Yeah. But he's come from Bayern Munich. Turned the back and stuck the foot out. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, but it was the fact he turned his back. He didn't even open his body. No, it was amazing. No, it was. Uh, it was. I, I would say um, very quickly is the um, young Sunderland keeper. His name's gone out of my head now. He was great. We, we thought we thought he was excellent. Yeah, he was. And I think it was his debut. He he was and another English goalkeeper, which is good. I mean, his kicking was absolutely mm. fantastic. You know. Two thirds, three quarters of the way down the pitch, and if you're a struggling team, you've got a keeper who can kick the ball down the pitch. That, yeah. that, you know that's that's not too bad at all. He pulled off Pickford. Yeah. That was he it. pulled off probably three or four really good saves yeah. as well. But I mean, a normal keeper, that's probably going in the back of the net. Kane had a few shots in the first. I think he had two, which he just managed to tip wide. But he was great. Damn, what was also weird about how they they were playing long balls to Defoe, who's never won a header in no. his career ever. I just, it was really nice to see the reaction from the crowd that he got and the obviously cut the Spurs fans and it was nice to see him come back. It's a shame um, like Kabul couldn't play, you know. Well, we just thought a lot if he'd have been Kabul now. <laughs> yeah. It would have been about 10-1. <laughs> a, it, I, it was just a really good, fun day out. A bit stressful and then it just, it just all... It was just a Spurs home good. game against Probably. the struggling team, really, <laughs> is what it was. Yeah, no, it was all right. I fancied us at half-time to go on and get the goals, but you never know. I think I think after Wednesday night when the goals didn't go in, you go out Saturday and you get a deflection, you get one that should have been mm. cleared off the line. It evens itself out, I suppose, over the yeah. course of a year. I think as well it was important to be level at half time. I think if we'd have gone in yeah. one nil down, then yeah. Allardyce would have really got on defending deep, and it could have been really difficult. But to hit back like that, it's not something we normally do. No. I can't really remember the last time we responded like that, and within yeah. a minute, strap the other into equalise. What was with Allardyce saying they got tired at 70 minutes? I don't think they look necessarily tired. I know he's looking for excuses, but it's not good enough to say you got tired after 70 uh, I'm, minutes. I'm, I'm just, I've seen them play a few times over the recent years, Sunderland, and they can't defend whatsoever. And like, It's strange, because for an Allardyce team, you normally beat them 1-0 and grind out a win against them, and they mm-hmm. don't do anything going forward. But I think they've got goals in them. They've got a lot of attacking players, especially in midfield. I mean, he played Johnson... Lens, Defoe, Graham. Like for an Allardyce team, that's, that's pretty attacking. I was quite but, surprised when I saw it. But like, 
they just became six at the back, didn't they? They were so defensive yeah. and it just didn't work for them at all. There was no communication. They were, they were an all, probably the worst team I've seen come to White Hart Lane this, this season. Yeah, I'd go along with I think, that. I think a lot of teams do stretch five or six across the 18-yard line when they play us because yeah. that you know, stops the full-backs getting forward and then they play a three in front and then a one. Yeah. You know, um, it's a bit negative, but it's worked for some teams. We've seen Leicester, we certainly saw Chelsea do it yeah. when they come to Tottenham. I think this is why Dembele and Ali are so crucial to us because we've always struggled down the years with that. We can't get our wingers in the game, we can't get the ball in the box. Was Dembele and Ali get the ball and drive straight through the centre of the pitch, which when you're defending deep, you have to have a midfielder who will run with the ball, commit a defender, or give a quick one to because then you're in at goal. Yeah. Over the years, it's always been it'll go wide to Lennon, who would have to cut back, or go, and they'll go wide to the other side and have to cut back, and that's where we've always found it difficult. Whereas when you've got directness in the centre of the pitch, I think that's why we've looked so dangerous this season. I think I think we're shooting more as well from outside the box. We Absolutely. seem to be in the last two or three games. Um, you know, if there's nothing on, why not have a you know, yeah. shot a goal? The goal? I was in the East Upper for both games, and it was it was painful because so many idiots who didn't know what they were talking about, but. The, the guy next to me just kept on saying just put the ball in the net Spurs that's not how it works that's not how it works it's like oh that's what we've not been doing for the whole game putting the ball in the net yeah you for that. Um, Simon Mitchell on the Facebook page says I've heard too often the following statements this season Spurs of old would have lost that and then in the same breath Spurs weren't at their best but got the job done so when this season have Spurs been at that when have when this season have Spurs been at their absolute best and when have they been at their absolute worst but still got the job done so when, we, when have we been at our best when have we been at our um, worst West Ham at home Manchester City and West Ham at home oh. both of them games West Ham first half we could have gone in five and up at half time they were, yeah. So and City in the second half, we really. I also play. think first half at Arsenal as well. I think yeah, we were great at Arsenal. Took them apart, and even the second half, we it was it was even. Mm. So we were we were up. Mm. In terms of worst, worse than getting the job done. Worse, yeah. Depends what your class is getting the job done because I mean we didn't play well at home to Chelsea. Yeah, and we drew. Yeah, um, and and that goes back to what that first statement was: the Spurs were lost that. That is the type of game we would have lost if we didn't play yeah. well and got and got a draw. But I mean. Thinking about it, I don't think we've been poor in games and won. I think the games we've won, we've played well in. And the games, there's only a few games really, if I think back this season, that we haven't played well in. Newcastle being the main one. The one that gets me is Monaco away. Is that the one we drew? 1 1. 1 1. And we let in a stupid goal. It was mm. difficult, but it, it, that's a game we should have, I feel like we should have done. And, but we still got the job done. It was 1 mm. 1, then we smashed them at, at the Losing in hand elect as well. You know, that yeah. was just as bad, wasn't it? You know. Yeah. The, the game I, I feel like we've played really, really well in um, was and elect at home because they were, they were really mm. good. They were one of the best teams and we didn't have our first team out. I thought we played really, really, really well. Um, and we got the job done. I, that was a really we good game. We had an away game. It might have been Carabac in the group stage. We mm. won 1-0 mm. from a corner. Mm. That's probably the one game where it, there was nothing and yeah. we just grinded it out. So that's probably the one game. Yeah. I remember where we've not played well in one, but it's a rarity to be saying pretty much played well in nearly every game this season. It's, it's, it's an exciting time. We've been competitive, haven't we, in every mm. game? You every know, single game. We haven't goal. lost by more than one goal. No, but well, that's good. I mean, in the goal difference at plus twenty, oh, that's got to be a Premier. It's got to be a Premier League record for Tottenham. Plus mm. twenty. I, I had to look at this. If I do Premier League, I can't. I can't ever recall us 
you know, defending so well and still scoring at the other end. You know, we've got the balance right. Definitely got the balance right. So, 2012 to 13, we finished fifth with a with a goal difference of 20. Liverpool, we finished seventh, so two places below mm. us had 28, admittedly Suarez. But then everyone else, so um, Arsenal had nearly double that ahead of us. If we go one year ahead, uh, 2013-14, we finished sixth with a goal difference of four. Everton had 22 above us and United had 21 below mm. us. Like, we don't do goal difference. This is a point now, effectively. We're in, a, in the stage right. as a point. I think a lot of that as well, we used to get hammered in a few games. Like We'd, yeah. let in, we'd lose 5-0 probably twice a season in a, in a big away game and that used to absolutely destroy our goal difference. Right? Listen to this. So Chelsea, 2014-15, so really close. Chelsea, first goal difference, 41. Man City, second, 45. Arsenal, 35. Man United 25, Tottenham 5. You know, it was awful. And you're right, we used to get destroyed. I remember being, seeing us against City and Liverpool, it was 5 0, 5 1. We were awful. We were just. I was thinking about this because I was watching Older Reynolds, who is, like you said, he might even be better than King. Like, I don't want to say it. Big statement. Big statement, but he, he doesn't make mistakes. That's his big thing. Walker makes mistakes. Trippier is brilliant, by the way. He's not mm-hmm. backup for me, his first choice for a defensive right back. But Older Reynolds. He's, he just he he's got that the whole whole he's got a whole game. Whereas you, you remember, like when we had Dawson, you would always go, he's he's great in the air. He'll put his body on the line, but he'll get turned. He'll get destroyed. Mm, yeah. Gallas, he's too slow. King might get injured and might come off. You know, we've always had issues, but suddenly with Superyan and and Alderweireld, it, it's just solid. You know, and that's why I love how he keeps one in, even when we're playing the second team. He keeps one in. Who are the best defenders that you've seen just while we're here? What, for Tottenham? For Tottenham. I still think Richard Goff was one of the best. Well, he played for us for one season. And a lot of people say that. He was only with us for the 86-87 season. Yeah. Um, we brought him from Dundee United, I think, for three quarters of a million. And yeah. Rangers come in the following summer. And we said, name your price. And they said a million and a half. And we sold him. Yeah. And I think he was great, you know. Um Gary Mabber, definitely. <laughs> just get Jack Mabber. Yeah. We all like Gary Mabber. Yeah. You can't not like Gary Mabber. Yeah. Um, and going back a little bit further, um, back to the 70s, probably um, Mike Ingram was a good player. Good, good central defender. Very yeah. good central defender. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm not going to... You know, obviously, Ledley. Yeah. And someone else that we don't ever mention at Tottenham. You know? That's that's the hard part, isn't it? Because we yeah, that is hard. It is hard. That's why that's why it still carries on today. Yeah, yeah. And that's why. Um, I was just looking at Richard Goff. Started in nineteen eighty. Still playing for Northern Spirit in two thousand and one. Mm. Madness. Um, good player. Good player. Um, great captain. That's yeah. Where he would have made. Yeah. Great. I mean, Gary Mabbott was captain at the time, um, and he, he he was a good. He would have been a great captain for Tottenham. Yeah. Oh. On the pitch, so they always bring out some half-time entertainment, don't they, on the pitch with the guy who speaks out the side of his mouth. And the radio DJ, what's his name? Paul Coy. Paul, Paul Coy, Coy, yeah. Um, like he's part of the Tottenham experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they had... Thank you, Pete, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Pete. Brad Friedel, which was great yeah, to see. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and they had Andy Sinton, I think, yes. on Wednesday, which was yeah. nice to see. I've got a mouse map signed by him, so uh, I want to bore, bore anyone with that story. <laughs> Uh, any more on Sunderland? We've got um, Palace this weekend. I think we're going to we'll Le- Leicester tomorrow night. Leicester, and then, which you're going to? Yeah, we so are going we're, to. we're off to Leicester tomorrow night, so that should be a free uh, eventful game. Very yeah. cold. Um, free, but, but, oh, I was going to say three points. Cheap, cheap, cheap tickets, though. Cheap tickets. How much are they? 
Three tickets, yeah. £29.50 with the booking fee. Bargain. So 10 quid each. Like total, yeah. We'll take that. And it's £12 face value, and Spurs were selling to season ticket holders for a tenner. But then they were taking another one fifty for the booking fee. Brilliant. But but still eleven fifty a ticket. Yeah, take and that. I think for you know Jack's brother six fifty. You know that's what he needs to do, isn't it? Yeah, and it should be a bit more of that, I think. Yeah, because like that twenties plenty campaign is you know the one where it is, they yeah. just want to make all away games flat twenty pound yeah. fee. Because I remember I went away to QPR and that was fifty five quid. It's QPR, which you nil nil, and it was an awful game. I did. They need to do so because when we went up, there's there's petrol, there's food, there's parking, there's all all the things that come with a normal game, as well as transport away. I just forty quid, fifty quid, sixty. We quid. we was looking at going Norwich away. I think we spoke about it. When yeah, we went we to did. West Brom. Yeah, and then the tickets went on. You know, up for you know application. <coughs> fifty pound for an adult to go to Norwich. <gasps> fifty pound to Norwich. So the wait. So the, for a bronze member or you. Your only option is to apply, and it just you put your card details in, yeah. and it says naught pounds, and you yeah. don't know how much it's going to be. Yeah. So you can you can just get stunned. Like I always apply for three whenever I do because I've got three memberships with different levels of loyalty points. Yeah. So often I'll get I will, I'll never get three. I'll get two or one. Yeah. And it'll be fifty five quid, please. And you just where's that come mm. from? Yeah. A lot of money. Yeah. No Jack's feature this week. No. I'm going to start writing it. <laughs> too um, busy. Too busy doing business. Um, right then. How many goals did Martin Chivers score for Tottenham Hotspur in European competition? 14, 29, 22 or 28? 22. 22, because Defoe beat it, didn't he? There you go, bang on. Um, what was significant about two debut caps ordered by Terry Venables to two Manchester United players against China in Beijing in 1996? So there was two debut caps for Manchester United against Manchester United and what was significant about two debut caps awarded by Terry Venables to two Manchester United players against China in Beijing 96 so the clue is the team is playing against China so it can't be it's international game basically it's international because England so what's significant about two debuts they were the only it was the only time those players played for England the two players were the Neville brothers, and it was the first time two brothers had represented England in the same game since the Charlton brothers during the 60s. Nothing to do with Tottenham. Nothing. Madness. This is the Tottenham Hotspur trivia game. It's all it about football, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got, um, besides a Ricky Villa hat-trick, name any two of the other three players to score in Tottenham's 6-1 win over Wolves in the 81-82 season. I can't see the, I can't see the answer. I'm gonna guess Steve Archibald or Garth Crooks. I can't see the I answer. I can see the answer, but I'm not so I've seen it, but Ardenas? You can have Glenn Hoddle, Garth Crooks or Mark Falco. Is a is a, a certain Mr. Stato. Uh, who, which we should have said at the top, has just given birth to a a, a lovely, healthy daughter. So uh, from all of us, congratulations! Yeah, well done. Uh, glory. Congratulations! Pink pink bedding from the Spurs shop on pink the way. I would have thought. Love that. Um, you've got a lovely little family going on there. That's lovely. At which Irish league club? And in Stato's honour, I'm not going to answer any question correctly now. Um, at which Irish league club did Danny Blanchflower begin his professional career? That's hard, isn't it? Irish. 
I don't know, I've got it on the back, I think I've got it on the back of a shirt. It's not a trick question, this. 18 then, I'm going to say. 18. Why did I think 23? He wore 25 when he come back for six months, but I'm not sure. Yeah, let's forget about that. Who is the last man to have played for both Tottenham and Chelsea and also to have managed the two clubs? Glenn. Glenn. Glenn Hoddle, yeah. Come on. From which club did Tottenham Hotspur sign Martin Chivers? Southampton. Oh. Too slow. Too slow on that, it was. Yeah. Too slow on that. He's got more points than you at the moment. Yeah, I would have got that. 250,000, I think. <laughs> From which club did Tottenham sign Alan Brazil? Ipswich Town. Now don't say it. Against which club, beginning with the letter L, did Casey Keller make his 50th appearance for Tottenham? Liverpool. Liverpool it is. This is the best I've ever done. How many red cards did Ben Thatcher receive in his Premiership career? Four. Guess three. Three is the correct answer. A player taking a penalty kick plays the ball forward for a teammate to run onto and score. Is this permitted? Yeah. It is, because Woolwich cocked it up in the once, if I remember, which was absolutely hilarious, wasn't it? Henri and Pires. Henri and Pires. That was amazing. It was just absolutely hilarious, the whole thing. Try and be clever and it ends like that. What is awarded to the opposing team if a player spits at an opponent? Indirect free kick. It's actually a direct free kick and the offending player must be sent off. Do you remember the last player to get sent off against Tottenham for spitting? Because I, I do. do. No way. West Brom. West Brom away. Popkov maybe? Popov. Pop I'm pretty off. sure it's Popov. Spat at Walker. Bale scored. I was there in the home end again. That's annoying. I'd have that. <laughs> you are on fire. Who helped his country to success in the 2005 African Nations Cup? A Spurs player. Oh five. Did he ask Cora? Mido. Mido. Bang on. <laughs> Which player scored for Tottenham in both the eighty-two FA Cup final and the eighty-two FA Cup final replay? Glenn Hoddle. <laughs> even, I don't even know why I'm looking at the cards. <laughs> Uh, one was a penalty and one was a lovely shot just from inside the box, I think. Low so down the lovely keepers, shot right. <laughs> was it the games? Yeah. Who scored for Tottenham in their 2-1 loss to Blackburn Rovers in the League Cup final in the 2001-2002 season? Christian Zeger. Christian Zeger, because Jack, Jack was there with me <laughs> yeah. at the Millennium Stadium. Hashtag best stadium in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag hashtag there. Yeah. <laughs> That's the end of the show. Um, 
And I remember when, so what happened when we went down to West Brom was I was in the front with Mr. Latchford where we were having a mature discussion and basically there were three boys in the back, which was you, your brother, and your friendships brother, around, friendships around, talking about McDonald's sauce and all that. And I, we had just had loads of just, just chat about your favourite away games and all the stuff you'd seen. What's the coldest away game you remember going to? Oh, I know that one. That's um, that big Blackpool. Yeah. Blackpool away in the, it was the third round of the cup in 91. And um, it was blowing a gal and it was raining. Eric Torsford took a goal kick and the, the ball blew kind of over the small stand on the left-hand side. Yeah. It was that windy. Wow. Watch it. Yeah. Watch it. That was the, yeah, hopefully we can... That's the last time when we won the cup and even got to a final. So. Yeah. And that year I went to all the games, home and away, every game right up to the final. Amazing. Well, which one was about the, the semi-final or the final? Oh, the semi was semi was, was Gaza's free kick again because we had everyone chirping on for ages. That was a cold day, although it was in April. It was freezing oh, really? that day. Yeah, was it was they, a cold day. Were they undefeated or something ridiculous? They were incredibly good. They only lost one game, I think, all yeah. season. They had points deducted, I think, in the league. But we just—it was just our day. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of chirping all week about it. I'm you sure. know, And um, it was all a bit nervous going to the game. Massive underdogs. And we just, just played well. Just, and everyone forgets Kazza only played for 60 minutes. Yeah. And then we just held on, really. Amazing. And then the final, I mean, own goal and, and Pierce's free kick and that. It must have been... Missed penalty. Missed yeah. yeah. I just didn't think, just think at time, you know, everyone forgets because Gaza got stretched off. It was Pierce score from the free kick. Yeah. And, uh, you know, your best player gone. Only one sub in them days. Yeah. You know, tough, tough. But, you know, we did it. Played well. Must have been the greatest feeling ever. What are your favourite memories of going away with Spurs? Um, I think winning at Liverpool in 84, 85. Yeah. And that was the first time we'd won since 1912. What, away at Liverpool? Away at Liverpool, wow. yeah. And we'd been, we'd went the season before and we said we were going to go every year until we broke the duct. Yeah. And the second year we went, we won, Garth Crook scored. And that was... Uh, that that was that was a good day. Amazing. Um, any win at Old Trafford, I've seen him win at Old Trafford a few times. That's always good. And obviously going going away to Arsenal and winning. Um, special. I remember three um, one win over Easter one. Must have been about eighty two because I know Hazard scored. Yeah. And we really played them off the pitch, and and that's the type of game, type of good away days. Yeah, I bet. Um, Five nil at Millwall. One or five nil at Millwall once. Oh, that, that was punchy. That was a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, heaviest defeat away, off the top of my head, oh. was um, we lost five nil at Southampton, but it was a bizarre one because it was in '84 and it was two days before the UEFA Cup final, and we put a week. Two days. Two days before, we play, had to play on the Monday. We got the UEFA Cup final on the Wednesday. Talk about crowded fixtures. Yeah. We put out a weakened team and got fined, I think, £50,000 by the Football League for putting out a weakened team. Yeah. And the player that played on the Monday was Paul Miller and he scored in the game on the Wednesday night. Wow, that's interesting. So, I mean, there's so much just locked in your brain, it's quite hard to, to mm. know where to even start. So, if you... If there's one memory, wouldn't if you had to get rid of all of them, but one memory, one game, one experience, which one? Which one would you keep? I think it was uh, Ricky Veer scoring in the cup final in eight, in eighty one. Yeah, I would say because that was the first time we'd won the cup for a while, and yeah. 
I've been, you know, obviously born in '65, so I was 16 at the time. So it was was great, yeah. you know. And because it went to a replay, everyone could get tickets. You know, it wasn't just the just you know dished out proper yeah. fans could go. That's so I amazing. think that's what made it made it a bit special. And just before we finish, then if Tottenham, there's a lot of I'm always moaning about the East stuff. I shouldn't moan about fans because they're they're still our fans. They're still mm. paying the wages and that, that and they pay their own way. If you had to change one thing about Tottenham or the ground or the way we play or just one thing about Tottenham, what, what do you think it would be? It's a difficult one. What, what would you think, Jack? It's a difficult one. Um, you'd probably change negative supporters, mm. probably the male, because we all want to see Spurs win. We all get frustrated at times. But I mean, if you could cut that out and just have just pure, hardcore, passionate, positive fans, yeah. I think that would be. Because I mean, the way we play and our style and the players mm. we've got. It's great, but there was a game. It might have been against Wolves where Pav missed the penalty. He scored one later that game, but he's, he missed the penalty. And as soon as he missed, it got saved. Tell you what, I think happened actually. He took it. it he went in, but then someone, but someone had encroached in the box. Do you remember? That? And then he retook it. It got saved, but all the fans started singing the Super Pav song, mm. and he was. You could tell he was still up for it. And you know, there's times when you're really proud of the support, like the 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 um, support they. Or we always gave to Soldado, regardless yeah. of the awful stuff. Yeah. It's incredible, really. Yeah. Think about Lamella it. gets good backing still. <coughs> yeah, maybe shouldn't sometimes, but I actually think maybe one thing I would change is the selling of our best players. If you could take that out, but you know, if we hadn't, if we didn't, it's sell always the bus, right? We wouldn't yeah. have Ali, and we wouldn't have Loris, and all well, these we guys have coming seen, through. Been able to see Polinho, the Chinese football legend now. Really it's a difficult one because at the time, if you you know you had to sell for part of the business, but then if you you don't sell your best players, you've got more chance of progressing and getting in the Champions League, winning cups. Then you attract better players. It's it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we've got the you know when the big ground will change that. The, yeah, the big ground the big ground will change that because you'll have you know you've got to put bums on seats at the end of the day and that will change and it will change quite a lot of the negativity because there's a lot of people probably like me who've had season tickets for you know 30 years been going over the 30 years you know and you do get a bit negative sometimes Um, (coughs) especially especially probably about 10 years ago it's not quite as bad now so I mean what I like about what Pochettino has done is he's taken Deadwood, he's taken the team that was rotting, you know, a bad negativity, a negativity all throughout the team, and then you had players who were playing for themselves, like Adebayor, and players that didn't fit a system, and he's created a system. But what he's also done is he's made the team really lean, and he's created a system where you're in there because you deserve it, and you can, you can fight for your place. Carroll was in his place on merit, Trippier is in his place on merit, Davis gets his place on merit, and... Deli Ali wasn't meant to be in the team. Same with Harry Kane, wasn't meant to be in the team, but it's only because Soldado got injured or we, um, Dembele got injured. So the attraction of the, t- the, the team is to not only play in a team that's going to stick around, like Ericsson's just about to sign a contract extension because he, he knows he's the main man and he knows he can fight for his place and we're going somewhere. I think that's really exciting. It's not. I think as well, with, with the players that Potch has got now, they've all got a point to prove. Exactly. Whereas I think a lot of the players that he inherited have, have been in the Premier League for a while, they've, they've been there, they've done it, they're used to sort of planning Europe and finishing fifth or sixth. Whereas these players, it's all new to them. Yeah. And like, there's a chance for them to really make themselves known at Spurs in the Premier League, but on the world stage as well. And you can see the hunger in all of them. Yeah. Palace, all awful. They haven't scored in about five they're games. They're struggling at the moment. Uh, good, probably, time yeah. good time to play. Good time to play. Really good time. 
Um, I would Early December not wouldn't have been great, but I, I expect us to win that game at the weekend. We lost there last year, though, didn't we? We did. We yeah. lost two one. Uh, luckily year. though, wasn't it? It was. I was. I was in my head. I go, Blassie's going to tear us apart as a harbour. Actually, when you get down to it, they're good. Really Blassie's random still yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, they're just not a cohesive team at yeah. the moment, are they? They, as you say, a good time. What do you think the score's going to be? Uh, I think it'll be a tight game. I think we'll win one nil. Yeah, I'm in two nil. I'll have 2 nil as well, I think. Let's go to the painful and the final and painful subject of the Fancy League. Um, I don't know why it's painful. Jack, you're, I mean, you're getting, well, you're not even getting caught up by Dan either. So Jack's streaming ahead uh, at the top of the league on 1,279 points. Then Dan, Bradley Briggs, Tony Scott, Van, then me, I'm only four points behind Van, but I've gone down two places. And then Mr. Latchford is, you are... Eleven points behind me, and you beat me by nine points. You're really, we're really. Close it's, it's, it's only my second year of doing it. Last year I was dire. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, Mrs. Latchford comfortably beat me last year, <laughs> and I haven't heard the end of it since. Triple captain players this week. Nice. Yeah, Kane. yeah, got McCain in this this week. So you haven't got any Arsenal players though. Um, I, I think you shouldn't have any if you're in the Echoes of Glory League. Shouldn't be any Woolwich players in your teams. That's a rule for next year. Yeah, I think by next year we'll, we'll get rid year. of people who do it. I know there are some people who just get rid of some people. Some people are free, don't they? Yeah, I've I've, I've sold him. I've sold Sanchez. He ain't coming back. No Woolwich players. Yeah, <laughs> not um, even transferred out. I just sold him. He's just gone. <laughs> yeah. That is right on that one. Definitely. I mean, well. Taking status advice from Fancy League is probably the worst idea ever considering he's... Um, he's bottom, isn't he? He's bottom. He's, he's awful. He is awful. But, uh, yeah. Cool. Okay, then. Uh, let's wrap this up. So, we've got loads of crowd sounds which I got from the um, which I got from both games. There's more from the Sunderland game. But tell you what else I did. You, you don't come out of Seven Sisters, do you? No, no, no. So I came out of Seven Sisters and I put a picture on the Facebook group and there was um, fans against apartheid, so, which was really interesting. So that I've got an interview with an Irish guy, which you'll hear in a few seconds, which was um, uh, really interesting. So he, he just, well, you can hear exactly what, what he, he talks about, about getting um, apartheid and um, just murder out of football, which, will be, which is really interesting. Mm. So check him out on uh, Facebook. Otherwise, at Latchford J, at Bright Lily White, you can email us at Echoes of Glory Pod. Um, we're all over Facebook you know where to find us and let us know any feedback you've got good, bad whatever you want us to talk about next week let us know um, Jack as ever thank you very thank much you. Mr Latchford thank you very much Hattrick Ball next time yes which is very exciting um, we've been Echoes of Glory thanks for listening and don't forget the future is bright the future is Lily White come on you Spurs uh, ok so hello I've just walked out of Seven Sisters and there's some guys here um, with some leaflets and some banners so um, what's your name? I'm John John Timon yeah, from, uh, I'm from Football Against Apartheid and so we've got both Tottenham and uh, Sunderland Against Apartheid banners here is it just these two clubs or are there more than one club? oh no no there's uh, about 15 or 16 clubs in England two in France two in Belgium one in Scotland one in Ireland yes so and we've got them coming up in uh, Chile Argentina and other South Africa yes so oh, yeah? it's, uh, it's almost I mean for a group that's only gone 14 months we've got a big spread over the world already yeah that's amazing yeah. Um, so how long has the group been going? Oh, 14 months, yeah. 14 months? Yeah, yeah. And how did you get involved? Um, we uh, made up one banner. I'm a gooner. We yeah. made up one banner, yeah. And um, as the Spurs fans, so we were discussing with some Spurs fans, 
And um, then they said, well, we'll do the Spurs one as well. So that's how we started off, Arsenal Spurs. And um, our first demonstration, um, as we had a fellow called Mahmoud Sarsak yeah. come along, yeah? And he says, it's a fantastic idea, you know. And um, then we did that down in Oxford Street and um, our demonstration. And we said, why don't you do Chelsea one? Why don't you do Man United? Yeah. Why don't you Man City? So that's how it grew. And just grew and keeps growing. And um, we see people passing by here and say, only last week we had some Sunderland fans passing by. Yeah? Yeah. I said, make us this banner. So we did. And um, we got going and said, and they told us all about, um, about how Sunderland were, was, were opposed to racism and yeah. apartheid and so on. Yeah. And they've got a track record of fan rhythm. There's songs, you know, we sing songs and uh, your songs as Spurs, the Yed Yed Red Army, yeah, yeah. Arsenal Red Army, and yeah. so forth. Well, they do the red flag, the yeah. red flag flying here, you know, so it's all labour. So, I mean, they've got an awful lot going for them, you know, as Spurs have indeed, yeah. I mean, this is our favourite place to come. We've got a great welcome <laughs> here, you know. Yeah. Um, a lot of Jewish people as Spurs actually who are so anti Zionist, you know, you don't believe yeah. it, you know. They're saying these people can't do go around killing people in our name. Yeah. They're not killing people in the name of Jews. They're doing than Zionism and Zionism is racist to yeah. the core you know, so we, we are very welcome here we get a great time here yeah. amazing so yeah. it's, it's fantastic to see football being used for the power of its good so if there's yeah. one message you had to send out to support this what would you say well we need to expel Israeli apartheid from FIFA and um, that's what South Africa that's what FIFA did with South Africa on the 16th of July 1976 they expelled South Africa apartheid and that um, heralded the beginning of the end of apartheid in South Africa um, and all the other because football is one of the only sport the only organisation that's genuinely worldwide yeah. it's in every corner every school every playground everywhere yeah. and um, you know when everybody is talking about oh they expelled South Africa from a great one you know and we want the same thing to happen to, to apartheid as well it's really apartheid you know Fantastic. peaceful expulsion end of apartheid end of race race rights and, um, and racism in, 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 in Israel or rather, occupied uh, yeah, yeah, Palestine sure. you're still probably talking about yeah. Fantastic well yeah. this is Football Against Apartheid from is, yeah. Outside Seven Sisters so thank you very much for your time Thank you very much Thank Joe. you very much I'm Andrew from Echoes of Glory Mecca uh, I'll, I'll uh, All right. so we, we do a um
welcome the players, officials and supporters of Leicester City Football Club.
pressing a lot better than it.
Aaron Lennon's lime green shoes. Gareth Bailey used to lose. Alan Hutton, we all knew his passport said Spain. Berbatov, turn and straw. Hogsy saving from the spot. Beat Chelsea at Wembley, we lifted the league cup. Maradona is a spur. We're the football connoisseurs. Chaz and Dave, Scott me raised. Chubby the cockerel. Mendes shoots from halfway. Carol Pumbling the same. Clattenburg. Waterberg doesn't Dunn. give the goal. Mabizela's work of art. Tricky Rafa van der Vaart. He's got no head, we don't care. Martin, Martin, yo. Lily White's from White Hart Lane. Red so Ziegler sounded just like Ziegler. Getting to the grounds of pain. Getting nasty blisters down the seven sisters. Teddy into equalise. Ginger Pele in disguise. He will speak of the technique that Jason Dozel act. Jamie Redknapp on TV. We love Alan Mullery. Raziak, don't come back. And Asimovic. Co-Crenshaw substitution Tom Hardlister's distribution Jermaine Defoe, he's Cisco These linguistic skills Scott Parker could not try harder Danny Rose is 30 yarder Darren Bent's headed wide Sandra could have scored that Heroes in blue and white We sold Zakora and we dropped Zamora Spurs make my dark days bright But it makes me sad The Steagle was so bad Robbie Keane In the box Edgar Davids Dreadlocks Palacios Stripey Socks Everson Hattrick Dave Mackay Picking fights European Glory Knights Terry Dyson Go on my son Cliff Jones on the wing Dean Richards, John White, legendary Lily White. How dare I forget? Who there is to do? Clive Allen, Paul Allen, Joe Allen, Les Allen, Rory Allen, Russell Allen, Alan Gilsey. Lily White's from White Hart Lane. Kazuyuki Toda, Bentley's free kick over. We treat Judas with disdain. His transfer was a farce, so shove him up your arse. Liam Walker's page to go. Gus Poirier, free kick Gomez made super saves, he can shake my wife. Edrington loved the cookies. Andy Reid loved the cookies. Star Wars music and some Wookiees right before the game. Heroes in blue and white. When I feel depressed, in Coccinola undressed. Point won't give up the fight. Wolfhawks never quits, you can be sure of it Robinson's long shot AVB's deep squat David Howe's on the prowl in the FA Cup Andy Sinton's England call Michael Brown starts a brawl Peter Crouch, eight foot tall Jürgen Klinsmann's dive Arsene Wenger's dodgy vision Howard Webb's bad decision Raman Vega playing Sega Sandro's kung fu kick Eric Torsten looking spell Espen Barson Leonard and Smith and Shiv is bound to score Give me more and more and more Heroes in white and blue We like to win style We've done it for a while It's better to rain playing high Then our football story will echo with glory Lily White's and White are made If the budget allows The anchor will be ours Thanks Dave Henson 44 if he were here, we'd buy the boy a beer. Heroes in white and blue. This one's for Billy Nick, his football did the trick. He showed the world what's best to do. The Leading Cup we won in 1961. Heroes in white and blue. We've all 
loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain I go to White Hot Lane Heroes in white and blue We like to win in style We've done it for a while It's better to aim very high Then our football story Will echo with glory 